One, two, three. Perfect. Or at least good enough. <laughs> good that enough. That's uh, the story of my life. <laughs> it's like it's like how evolution works, where it's not actually the perfect design. It's just the one that didn't fail. You yeah, know? pretty much. The design of the human body is incredibly stupid, but it hasn't failed yet. So here we are. Oh, what are we talking about today, Steph? What are we doing? Well, I'm apparently leading into a conversation about the proximity of orifices on the human body. Where are you going? Uh, I'm already in an orifice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and this is why I'm glad I minimized Zoom. I don't have to see that. It's like that scene in American Gods with Bill Quist. Oh, my. Just, um, oh, my. Um, um. It's still one of the best openings <laughs> to a book I've ever read in ah, my life. Openings. Openings, uh. huh? Oh, thinking of being opened up. I can't wait till tonight. Uh, so anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a re- just a reminder, listeners. This is a adult themed podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and also just a free piece of advice from me to you: be careful who you who your best friend is, because sometimes they get real comfortable and they tell you about orifices. And, you know, you accept that as part of the uh, the bestie package deal. In, in fairness, I would have told a complete stranger that. I don't That's true. Give it That's true. That's true. on my Barbie voice bullshit. <laughs> I walk around my house and I say, hi, to the dog. What are you doing? Or I turn to my son and I go, hello there. <laughs> and when he doesn't respond in a speedy manner, I go, General Kenobi. And uh, anyway, I'm super entertaining and everybody in my house loves it. Yeah, I can tell. I can tell. <laughs> Don't you like it? Yeah, I'm alright. Hi! I'm okay with it, but you know who loves us? Who, what? You know who loves us right now? Our lis- our, our listeners, because we had an awesome week, download-wise. I totally- Did we? Yeah, yeah, we we have a lot of new people listening to us, and- uh, Hi! Okay. Hello there. That's disturbing. Um, and hello? This, hello? Why, why? Hi! Hello there. Welcome. Why is it disturbing? Welcome to Dark Side Divas. Like, what's wrong hmm? with us, Stephanie? Why can't- Why don't you have any- um, confidence in us I, is it imposter syndrome oh, okay i mean that's that's all it is i don't <laughs> like eventually they're going to catch on that we don't know what we're doing we're just two bitches with no we've, that's all we've this never is. said that we know what we're doing in fact we've said the opposite and and we've said it at least for over a dozen episodes but then it's so. like a double backflip uno reverse imposter syndrome situation where people are like oh they say they don't know what they're doing they must super know what they're doing Guys, I really hope that's not your thought process because we don't. I mean, not we, no. Less disturbing. <laughs> we don't know what's going on. No idea. Are, are we ready? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> All right. Are we ready to bash some Jedi? <laughs> oh, are we? Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. oh my god! Oh, because uh, my I was telling my Nyquil story before we hit record. I think I'm not sure because we have to hit record twice now, so I don't even know when shit happens anymore. Um. Part of the reason why I was up so late last night is because I'm fucking angry. So 
Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk about that. So you know that thing where uh, you know, when you're in a video game and you're like, you're running along minding your own business and you're like, oh, hey, I'm low on HP. I'm going to take a knee. I'm going to rest real quick, try and recoup some of that. And the game goes, you cannot rest while enemies are nearby. And you look around, and you're like, where are the fucking enemies? I don't, I don't see anybody. All right, I'm gonna try again. And you try to rest. You can't rest while enemies are nearby. You fool! Like, but there's nothing nearby. But you can't fucking rest. Right, right. That was me trying to get to sleep last night. And the enemies were a. It was sometimes my anxiety just does that. But the other thing was I was so angry. My body was like, you can't rest. You still have unprocessed rage. Oh my god, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was intense. So, hey, um, I mean, it sounds like this is going to be a really fun, uplifting uh, chuckle fest of an episode. So oh, shall yeah. we yeah. <laughs> intro it? Let's do it. I'm ready. <laughs> my body is ready. My mind my is ready. Body. My heart is my ready. My body is ready. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Dark Side Divas, the podcast where a woman and a gay man express their opinions about Star Wars. My name is Stephanie. I'm the woman half of the show. And I'm Barbie. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not Barbie. I'm not. Just back on my bullshit. Anyway, go Chris. Hey, everybody. I'm Chris. I am that gay man and apparently a genocidal daddy sexual. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about that later. Okay. Um, and Stephanie... <laughs> Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And that's why, look, <clears throat> we're very open about our desire to throw a leg over and bang everything in Star Wars. But that sound right there is why I draw the line at a Godel. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I, we've said this before. Godels don't. Uh, uh, they're not good at several things. Uh, being an assassin <laughs> is one of them, as we've said before. <laughs> uh, but being a lover, um, I'm, I'm open to it. No, because that's the O noise and you know it. And I'm sorry. <laughs> it's going to take me right out of the moment. I can't. Endorphins gone. <laughs> <laughs> Every step I've made on the climb to the mountaintop, as it were, destroyed. Slid all the way back down to the bottom. Everything's going to dry up and go soft. We're done here. I can't. Nope. Yeah, so on that note, uh, you, did, <laughs> you, you did something to me. You did something horrible to me. Oh, okay. If I did something to you, that's not true. If I did something horrible to you, then most likely yes. Yeah, so you asked our listeners to uh, <laughs> uh, simp pair up uh, many a Star Wars characters, and I've gotten a lot of disturbing um Excellent. Would you like to share? Would you like to share with the class? Well, I mean, I saw well, yesterday, what was it? Phoenix, Shan, and Hunter? Which is a, that's a solid pairing. That is, I'm behind uh, it. That's a, that's a repeat. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> like there's got to be something on AO3 about that shit. Like, I'll go look. I'll go look in. Not right now. I'm recording a podcast, but you know what I mean. But you know, I got a lot of the basics, like you know, Hondo, Hondo, uh, Hondo, Lando, and Han, <laughs> which I think is very. Oh yeah. yeah, I mean that's some basic bitch shit, but it's good basic bitch. That, shit. that is like, that's my kind of basic bitch shit, and I love basic that. bitch shit is good is basic bitch shit for a reason. It's because it's good. The Lando Han pairing is like the pumpkin spice latte of of gay matchups in Star Wars. Yeah. Um, so a uh, friend friend of the show Charles, who by the way was just uh, was just uh, a co host on Divas Unleashed. It is true. Yeah, and uh, that was a fun video to edit. That's a 
<laughs> well, yeah, well, I certainly didn't help the situation with my camera, so. And it's okay. Uh, but he, he, he went to AO3 and looked up uh, what uh, people have already simped in uh, a fiction form, fan fiction uh-huh. form. And uh, he searched for Pong Krell. Oh, motherfucker. Of course he did. And uh, uh, what would you think about Grievous and Pong Krell? Oh, wow. That's a lot. That's a lot of arms. That's so many arms. And Grievous is flexible. Um, yeah, super flexible. So that's like a... That's like, that's like a... I mean, it's beyond Beast with Two Backs, right? Like we've even gone... <laughs> We've even gone beyond like an octopus situation because that would be, they each have six limbs and Grievous, I think, can even s- separate out to even more. Mm. So we're at, I don't know of a creature in nature that has 12 limbs. So like it's a, <laughs> it's like it's a double insectoid situation. We've kind of like trying to figure out with my hands how that fits, fits together. You know what? I bet there's fan art. Let me look. Oh, no, no, no. Don't look. Don't look. Keep talking. Okay, so we have uh, some asshole wrote Padme and Java. Yeah. Yeah, that's an asshole. Yeah. Uh, Borgolet and Saw. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that that's even like a crack ship. I think that might be. I think that may. <laughs> I think when, that might be reasonable canon. Yeah, when Saw's alone in his cave and he's like, what am I going to do today? You know, it's like, it's like <laughs> when you get curious about sticking your d- in a vacuum hose. Um, you know... I don't think I've ever had that moment. <laughs> Why? <laughs> well, I lack the parts required for that moment mm-hmm. of curiosity, but also, why would you do Like, not while it's on, right? Never, you know what? Don't answer that. You know what? Let's just let some things, let's let some things stay secret between us. Just, just for every now and then. I didn't find fan art. Sexy fan art, but I found something that could easily like it's clearly Grievous and <laughs> and Pongrel fighting. Oh, but I mean, it could be sexy. Check that out. Oh, that is kind of cool. Is that Pongrel though? I don't know. He's only got two arms. It might I, not be Pongrel. I can't. T- I, no, it's not Pongrel. It's some old dude. <laughs> some old dude. Yeah, okay, I'm, anyway. I'm so sensitive. <laughs> okay, that's what we do. That's the hallmark of the show. I know, right? Um, okay, so any other? I did see there was who did somebody sent you Mieber Gascon and Ventress, I think. Yeah, our, <laughs> our, fr- our, our friends from uh, the First Steps podcast, which is a great uh, podcast, by the way, y'all. You should definitely mm-hmm. listen to them. Um, I, uh, I I refuse to acknowledge that one. Because, uh, <laughs> Too late. It's on the show now. Uh, <laughs> we said we would never speak of Gascon again. But I will speak of him in the context of Ventress eyeballing him and going, no. You know, if we're going to talk about Ventress, let's <laughs> talk about the episodes, because holy shit. But, uh, uh, yeah, uh, I, I refuse that to believe that Ventress We will get would. into it. We will yeah. get into it with Ventress later. Of yeah. course she wouldn't. She would take one look at him, and he's no taller than her ankle, and she would just walk away. So if she force chokes him, could he just, like, make him pop? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> His no. eyeballs are just right out the door. <laughs> okay, did you have any other? No, that's uh, okay. I mean, there are some other gross ones like Mon Mothma, General Tarkin, General or Admiral, Admiral, whatever his fucking title is. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I don't care. Why should I care? All right. Uh, so I do have one thing that we need to address before we move forward Uh-oh. with our Clone Wars rewatch. This is very important. Uh, 
I forgot to do this. This is, I, I missed this. I, this is my bad. I will take this on. Um, we missed a counter back during the end of the, um, <clears throat> the, the arc that, fuck, what's it called? The arc that we just did with the Mandalore thing, that whole arc. I forget, the, I forget the official arc name for it. Eh, but you know the one where, you know, Maul takes over Mandalore and then promptly gets spanked by his daddy. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So that arc, we missed a counter for that whole arc. That was the Maul Cuts Deep counter mm-hmm. oh. for killing Satine. <laughs> well, I guess that cuts pre- that's That's kind of on the nose, <laughs> don't you think? It is literally on the nose, but also there was no way he could have cut deeper on Obi-Wan. Uh, I can think of something. I mean, anyway. Uh, yeah. Really? No, not really. Like, we're trying to have, like, a like a serious, like... Plot tragedy. Oh, moment I'm sorry. You showed up with to the wrong podcast. That. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then you were like straight to the and yes, you said but Darth Maul. But I did, but I also said that there was murder and that he was he was destroying Obi Wan. And you were like a humble. God damn it, Christopher. I, I'm sorry. You said Darth Maul, and I'm thinking Sam Witwer. I'm thinking uh, <laughs> those. You know what? My bad, my bad. Yeah, this yeah. is a this is a leopard and its spots kind of situation. Exactly. There's no changing. Thank you. There's no changing. Thank you. Okay, do you have anything that you would like to address before we get into the meat of today's episode? Uh, well, real quick, we have two really awesome reviews that I'll get through. Um, uh, uh, I know uh, so, some of y'all leave us reviews on or rate us on other podcast platforms, but they don't let you write a full review. So. Um, that's totally cool. So we have people messaging us on social media, giving us reviews. So that's really cool. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Jim uh, wrote us an awesome review. Hi, Jim. Uh, just wanted to say I love the show and it's become a central part of my podcast rotation. I love your oh. guys' energy and the way you aren't afraid to be grossly horny even when I don't agree. Mother Talzin, really? How could you not think that Mother Talzin's not hot? Okay, A, Mother Talzin's hot, but B, ig- Observe what just happened. What? Right before this. What? Yeah, no, you're correct, Jim. It's like you see us for who we are. <laughs> uh, in any case, the show has been a real bright spot for me and been a real breath of fresh air in the toxic swamp that is the Star Wars fandom. If this is Stephanie, man- if this is Stephanie managing a Twitter account, you don't need to worry <laughs> about reading this on the show. But if by some chance it's Chris, feel free to add this to your torture routine. Bye. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you, Jim, for letting me torture Stephanie some more. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, I uh, I didn't. I saw that message come through on Twitter, and I saw that it was a review, and I stopped reading because I was like, "Why? Why? Why would I deprive Chris of his evil glee and making me uncomfortable with this?" Thank you for reviews, guys. We do like it. Please don't stop just because I am processing through my imposter syndrome and my inability to accept a compliment. So, uh, and uh, last last review, uh, Darth Darth Sainth, uh wrote in. Okay. Amazing chaos. Um, <laughs> did I put the lisp in there? Yeah, I did. Okay. I started listening after I came across their TikToks and got curious, and I'm glad I did. This has been mm. a great way to get my Star Wars fix without the toxicity, but with a dash, sorry, a bucket of thirsting over everything. Uh, their mix of humor, conversations, observations, and handling of opposing views and themes is very well done. It feels like you're hanging with friends. Definitely recommend. Oh, thank you. We really appreciate it. That's awesome. It. Thank you, Darth. I didn't catch the rest of it, but thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, thank, thank y'all so much. Um, you know, we really appreciate all, you know, all the feedback that we're not toxic. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to try my best for this episode to not get uh, super negative. Um, 
But uh, I, Steph, I think with that said, we need a quick reminder of our listeners yep. that yep, yep, yep. Uh, first of all, we love this arc, and we're our mm-hmm. response is to the fact that we bought into what's happened and the characters. And mm-hmm. we don't want to see any Jedi get murdered by things like, I don't know, Order 66. Yeah, I'm already starting to see feedback, um, comments from people online. You know, the, I post videos and clips and stuff like that from the last episode. And uh, I'm already starting to see comments where people are like, man, the Jedi are so fucked up. They totally deserve to be exterminated. But like, not, not like how they just needed to fall and stuff. And like, guys, here's the thing. Yes, the Jedi Order was fucked up, but we are in no way like, gleefully anticipating order 66 Mm -hmm. like i like the jedi order as a whole like if you if you were to take the jedi order's constellation of fuck-ups at this point and apply those to all to one person if it was just a person we wouldn't say kill them we would say therapy you know right we would we would say maybe maybe take some time step away um evaluate your life and your choices and then you know go through Go, go through an apology phase, you know, and, and make some, some repairs to what you've done. This is not an ex, we're not, we're not cheering for the, for Order 66 at all, but we are going to have some strong opinions about choices made by the Jedi Council and the Jedi in general, uh, in this episode. And that is because we're supposed to. Mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. the show wants us to have those opinions. We're supposed to leave season five on this intense, emotional, somber, note and that that is entirely by design so we're not shitting on this episode these episodes we love these episodes and um we are reacting to them as as the creators intended i think right i agree so all of that being said oh my god are we ready yeah uh what do we do with the show stuff what we're doing on this podcast (laughs) is we are watching through the entire star wars visual story in chronological order which means that we started with uh episode one the phantom menace and we are cruising on through clone wars right now and today we are wrapping up clone wars season five with season five episode 19 to catch a jedi and episode 20 the wrong jedi Dun, dun, dun. More with the Alfred Hitchcock references. Yep, yep. So uh, let's just let's just jump into it, shall we? Let's do it. All right. Let's do Season- it. <laughs> do it. Do it. All right. Uh, Season 5, Episode 19, To Catch a Jedi. The Jedi fortune cookie at the top of the episode is, Never become desperate enough to trust the untrustworthy. Girl, uh, tr- preach, preach. I know they liked it. They're, they're like surface level. They're probably talking about Ventress, but honestly, deeply, I think they're talking about the Jedi. <laughs> in I thought they were talking about my scruff account, but that's cool. Um, all right. Are you ready? Sorry, I was giving the camera the look you deserved for that. I didn't, I didn't see, but. I know. I know. That's fine. You'll see it later. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Sorry, you have an announcer bit. Go, go, go. Yeah. Ahsoka Tano on the run. After an attack on the Jedi Temple, Anakin Skywalker's young Padawan found herself accused of murdering the person responsible for the bombings. With, <gasps> with no choice but to run, she was chased by her master, who begged her to turn herself in. Knowing mm. there is little hope of being cleared of the crimes, Ahsoka decided to find out the truth and prove her innocence on her own. ba 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 Oh... Okay, uh, so uh, we open up this episode with Tarkin. Uh, I think he's on Hollow, yep. and he is uh, talking to the Jedi Council. 
<sighs> and so uh, at this point, the Jedi are like, hey, we're Force users, and we've been playing three-dimensional chess with the Separatists for a long time. Maybe we should be a little bit more thoughtful about the situation and not listen to, a, I don't know, a military guy. Yeah, so, no. Um, <clears throat> Tarkin is reporting to basically the after-action report of Ahsoka's uh, jailbreak uh, and reporting to them that she... He's accusing her of having killed six clones during her jailbreak. Yep. So, yeah. So, yeah. Tarkin is like, yeah, so we need to get her and uh, I'm going to tell you what to do. There's definitely the feeling that the balance of power in the Republic is shifting dramatically. Um, oh, yeah. 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 Right? Because Tarkin is here with the fucking balls to think that he can politely dictate to the Jedi Council what they should be doing here. And so he's like, yeah, I'm accusing Ahsoka. She totally murdered six clones. And so that makes it a military concern because, you know, they're our property. I mean, our soldiers. Um, mm -hmm. The first one to speak up because it's the whole Jedi council is there. Right. If they're not there in person, they're there on hollow. The first one to speak up is Plo Koon. And he does not believe this. Because hello, it's Plo Koon. Right. And Tarkin says, the beliefs of the Jedi council are irrelevant. We deal strictly in facts and evidence. And the evidence is pointing to Ahsoka doing the whole attack on the temple and all the murders since then. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, yeah. I I was talking to this about some of my, with my Discord friends. They had, they had never seen these episodes before, so they finally just watched them. And my, friend, oh, wow. my friend's like, so cameras. Um, there was a camera in the cell at the military mm -hmm. uh, facility. Why not the hallway? And I was like, fuck. Well, Fast presumably. And Furious Star Wars. <laughs> well, yeah, Fast and Furious Star Wars. We have to add canon in that whoever, I mean, we'll find out later, but whoever did this, whoever set Ahsoka up, whoever killed Letta, um, took out those cameras because they were also able to take out the audio. Yep. So. Fair. Anyway. I uh, why didn't I think of that? <sighs> because I, I'm the brain here. Oh my gosh. That's completely untrue. Wow. You guys, you hear how I couldn't even really say it because that's not true. I know. You were thinking oh. you were going to keep a straight face. <laughs> I couldn't do it. <laughs> anyway, God. Um, so they, they're like, okay, whatever. Fucking, oh, bye, Tarkin. And they hang up on him. And, uh, Anakin's pissed. Yep. He's giving total Darth Vader, uh, realness right now. But here's the thing. And this is something that will continue through this episode is, He's not wrong. And so every time that he's he's getting angry and he's sort of starting to fly a red flag a little bit, and then the Vader theme starts to play behind him uh, to hoist that flag a little higher, he's not wrong. No, you're right. Uh, you know, well, I mean, technically Vader wasn't wrong until Order 66 because, you know, he murdered Mace Windu before that. But Mace Windu was trying to murder the Chancellor without a fucking trial. Uh, right. So, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was that was starting to get into gray areas. But in this one, he's absolutely right. Absolutely. He's like, we can't, we can't just, you can't believe this about Ahsoka. Like, that's fucking ridiculous. She's, she's a Jedi Jedi. And like, anyway. How, how many times, so, how many times has she pulled Anakin back from the brink? Right. You know, Kenobi has seen her do that. Plo Koon yeah. has seen her do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like. Everybody in that room pretty much has served with Ahsoka. They have dealt with her. They know who she is. And they, and yet they're believing this. And like, 
ain't none of y'all gonna meditate and maybe like get some kind of, I don't know, Jedi insight into the situation? No, no, we're just going to fucking believe it. Because that's what Yoda says. Yeah. Yoda's like, um, no, we actually believe she did it. We as the council believe she did it. And I'm like, in my notes, it says, uh, and Yoda says that they believe it. Fuck all of them. Like, except for Plo Koon. Plo Koon's cool. Because uh, he's still, absolutely. he's still on the fence. Yeah. Um, so, right. Like, Yoda's like, okay, we gotta, we gotta track her down. She's somewhere in the lower levels of Coruscant. Um, Plo Koon, Anakin, you're gonna take some troopers and you're gonna go look for him. And Mace Windu's like, um. Hold on, motherfucker. Hold on. Pump your brakes here. Um, because, and this is one of those moments that Anakin fans will point to to blame Mace Windu being mean to Anakin yeah. uh, as the reason Anakin fell. And he, here's the thing. Mace Windu is not wrong and he's not being mean. Right. Okay. Because he says very calmly and as close to a kind tone as Mace Windu is capable of generating, he says, I think it would be best if Skywalker stayed here. Having you involved may actually make things worse. Nice, and nice he's right. He's right, but it's also some nice foreshadowing to uh, uh, Revenge of the Sith. He's always telling Anakin, in fact, we should have made a counter a long time ago about this, but it's too late now. <laughs> um, uh, Mace Windu tells Anakin to stay home, counter. Because <laughs> it happens That's all the true. time. He's always like, yeah. and, 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 and I, I have to headcanon this, like, like, this happens all the time. Like, if they're having, mm-hmm. like, a Jedi picnic and they're like, we need somebody to watch. The, <laughs> we need somebody to watch the temple while we're all gone. And Mace is like, Anakin, you need to stay home, <laughs> right? Because Anakin's such, he's fucking trouble, and yeah. they all know it. Like, if if Anakin shows up, something's going to explode. Not because he's a firebug and he's blowing things up, but just because that's chaos follows him. Right, right. And that's just how it is. But Mace Windu is correct, and you know we'll get to it when we cover Revenge of the Sith. Mace Windu is correct, and he is not unkind. Correct. He's just stating the truth here. And so, anyway, Obi-Wan sticks up for Anakin. And he's like, no, 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 no. Anakin knows Ahsoka better than anyone. So Anakin absolutely should be the one leading the search here. And, like, the implication here, I feel, is... And Plo Koon will be there. So, like, if anybody's going to be a calming, balancing influence... It's going it to be Plo Koon. Plo Koon. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Yeah. And here's one of those moments where the show is trying to red flag Anakin, but I can't even count that um, because he's right. Because he says, I'd rather capture Ahsoka and find out the truth and let her run because of a lie. With Vader music in the background. Yeah, I thought that was weird, too, um, because I didn't like that was a perfectly reasonable thing to want to do. Right. And I don't see the darkness or evil in that. In fact, I... I, Vader, Not in him. Vader would never have said anything like that at all. Right. Yeah. I think what we might start, there's, there's a couple of ways to interpret this. One is that the music cue is giving us the perception of him mm-hmm. rather than the reality. Mm-hmm. So the music is almost like the Jedi gaze on him in that moment. Like, ooh, I, this is shady, what he's, the things he's saying. And, but that's not true. Like, that's not accurate. Um, or it is, um, I don't know, sort of like a like a bait and switch, like the the creators of the show are trying to trying to trick us into thinking that he's bad or or it's emphasizing the underlying darkness and suspicion that's building in Anakin here. Yeah, I mean, that, I was going to kind of mention that is, you know, we've we've talked about in the past that more than likely 
Anakin was probably planning on leaving the Jedi Order after the Clone Wars, so he and Padme can do right. their thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that this um, this is a good example of Anakin feeling like very strongly that's what he needs to do because this Jedi Order stuff is bullshit. And it's becoming right. more full of shit by the day from his perspective. Mm-hmm. Well, especially when right after that moment, Yoda's like, okay, you can go, but you need to prove to us that you can stay focused. Go swiftly then, Skywalker, and bring back this lost child. So all of a sudden, Ahsoka's a lost child. You have just accused her of terrorism yeah, yeah, and multiple say, murders, yeah. but she's a lost child. Go fuck yourself, Yoda. Jesus. Oh, Fuck yourself, you can anyway so that's the that that it took me like easily 20 minutes just to get through that first meeting i was because i was processing all the levels of bullshit yeah it was so much in that situation yeah how far the jedi have fallen Um, it's so like they're oh they're so quick to judge they're so quick to be to be convinced that one of their own is evil like they're so they're so corrupted and and subservient to the the Senate and the Chancellor right now, and that's just going to get worse as these episodes progress. Yep. Yep. yep wow. Yep. Wow. Yep. So anyway, we're on the lower levels of Coruscant. Yep. Uh, and uh, Ahsoka is there. Um, did you see the shot where we were going down to the lower levels, and it was this whole Vertigo effect? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have to think that's a reference to the Alfred Hitchcock movie Vertigo because there was a shot in the middle part of that movie that's almost frame for frame identical to nice, the yeah, almost shot. certainly, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And I love, yeah. and, and in addition to making me dizzy because I was watching this on my, <laughs> my big screen TV and sitting too close to the. TV. Oh, I've got a big TV. Ooh, I have a big television tv god damn it <laughs> uh but no i i i love the hitchcockian um references all, all through <laughs> cockian cock um but yeah no um yeah ahsoka is wandering around levels uh 13 12 which is well and the the coruscant police are looking for her and we actually have like people not not police not droids, droids but i thought they were droids for a little bit um the first time i watched through these and i was looking like what kind of droids are they fuck why are they wearing that armor no they're it's, baby it's, they've got they've got human voices different human voices but the voice i did find the voices the voice modulation they were trying to match the same sounds as the stormtrooper masks were will make in a new oh, hope i don't know that if makes you, sense i don't know if you noticed that but i did and i found <laughs> i found notes to it so blah yeah. See, that's, I can look up. That's how, can, that's how we do research I for a podcast. I can find shit! Good job, honey. Well done. Shut up. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, did you see the mugshot that these cops are passing around yes. to identify Ahsoka? Yeah. Okay. That is the fiercest fucking mugshot anybody has ever had ever. I agree. She is serving all the looks. There is there is an arch of a brow and she's got she's working her angles. She looks amazing. And okay, pause everything. Heather. Mm-hmm. You and I need to make a compact right now between us. Uh-oh. That on the day when one of us inevitably is arrested <laughs> <laughs> that the other will provide the fiercest fucking mugshot possible to the authorities and every press outlet. Because if my mugshot, when I am inevitably arrested, isn't at least on par with Ahsoka's mugshot in this moment, 
I uh, that's it. We're breaking up. We should glamour shot our our mug shots ahead of time. I have glamour shots. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> my, my mom dragged me to glamour shots uh, for my senior portraits from high school. So and you look. I remember you showing me that picture, and you look so happy. <laughs> I loved it. Like you're smiling, it was... like you're smiling, but the eyes scream rage. And, and... Uh, that is accurate. Yeah. Um, but anyway, no, that the fucking mugshot is glorificus. Mm-hmm. It is amazing. Mm-hmm. It is. Oh, we should all be so well memorialized with the local authorities. I'm just saying, like, wow. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. So it's it so good. I loved it. Ahsoka is uh, wandering around, level 1312. She's like, hey, I'm going to call my homegirl. So she busts out her Jedi communicator, which she still has? Yeah. Like, how? How are they having a difficult time finding her? She literally still has her tracker on. Okay. Fast and Furious Star Wars. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, let's, just, so she calls, let's just go. So she calls her friend Barris, and she's like, hey, uh-huh. girl. And Barris is all, why the fuck are you calling me on a Jedi communicator? Holy shit. Uh, yeah, Barris is like, could you destroy that, please, and call me from, I don't yeah. know, a payphone And somewhere? so, but Ahsoka briefly does say, hey, I need help, and Barris is like, mm-hmm. oh, don't worry, I got you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, exactly. And then Ahsoka, exactly. And then Ahsoka uh, blows up her communicator, or smashes it, rather. She stomps it, she stomps it. Uh, she doesn't have a cloak, uh, she doesn't have a poncho, so for, uh, from a Jedi... She doesn't have a Jedi disguise poncho, right, very so unfortunate. Right, so she's naked, according to Jedi she's- lore, so she sees a... <laughs> A homeless. She's closed. She just doesn't have. Uh, yeah, a cloak. she's just like she doesn't have the top. Uh, she sees a homeless godel. <laughs> a drunk homeless godel. A drunk homeless yeah. godel, and she does a full Terminator thing where she's like, "I need your clothes. I need your guns. I need your motorcycle." <laughs> <laughs> she trades him uh, one of those food sticks yeah. that they have. Hey, do you want in food? He's like, uh, "Sure, I'll give it away for something that's going to keep me warm." Yeah. What? Yeah. Um, would you like to know about this godel? Sure. Oh my god. <laughs> the drunk godel, uh, who he's got a cloak with a hood and it's got holes for his horns on the top, which is why Ahsoka wants his cloak because then it's got holes for, for a little, her, um, for a little, for her mantras. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so this godel's name is Spots Podal and he is voiced by Dave Filoni. <laughs> God damn it, Filoni. <laughs> yeah, that's Dave Filoni going, yeah. <laughs> just having. Yeah. Just, I love the way that he flexes his director privilege to to insert himself into the show. It's not like he doesn't go Tarantino with it where he's like, hi, I'm going to steal all the scenes and chew the scenery and offend everybody and look at my feet. Like that's not a thing. <laughs> he will pick a very minor character. That's just fun and stupid and do that. And I respect, respect that. I love how we love that, but we don't love it when George Lucas gets a whole arc with a uh, blue people. Because that whole arc was sucking his balls. <laughs> no, that was fucking ridiculous. Anyway, I'm still mad about that arc. Wow. <laughs> Baron Papanoida can kiss my ass. Right. So uh, Ahsoka is... <laughs> Ahsoka has to take the, take the train for reasons I don't know. Uh, right. The police are looking for her. They're everywhere. Mm-hmm. And she gets onto the subway train. And Stephanie, I... I swear to God, they recycled every alien character model they've ever used in Clone Wars and just co- yeah. copy-pasted them all over this train. It was funny. Yeah, because they had to show the diverse population, of course, right? right? So you've got, you've got Brainies, you've got Rodians, you've got fucking everything. Everything, yeah. 
Every there's there's the little uh, little Alinas hissing at people. There's uh, Twee Twi Twa Twilight Twilik 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 Citizens of Ryloth um, <laughs> on this train. But so she's on this train and, and she's dodging cops like you do, and it's of course it's going to go badly because they're everywhere. Everywhere. Um, but did you see in all this chaos the sign for the subway tram stops? No. There's a sign. It's it's got the map. You know, the layout of, of the tram's route and all of the stops are marked on it. Um, I assume this is something that would normally be used on a mass transit uh, uh, correct. type yeah, situation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't know. Because Texas you doesn't live in do Texas. that. Yeah. 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 Fucking. Anyway, uh, but would you like to know what the stops are that are listed on this map? Oh, my God, Stephanie. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, <clears throat> In Orabesh, on this map, we have Burbank, <gasps> L-A-A-C, I assume that would mean something <gasps> to you. Yes. What is that? Uh, I forgot what it stands. It's a, it's a, they're doing, it's an L-A thing? They're doing the red line of the, on the okay. subway train in L-A. Valley Village. Right. Sunset. Beverly Boulevard. Mm-hmm. North Hollywood. Laurel Canyon. Big Rock Ranch. Which is another word for Skywalker Ranch, because there's a big rock out there. Uh, Letterman, Skywalker Ranch, Skinwalker Ranch. Oh, my. Don't ask. Lucasville and Filoniville. Yeah, so the first three stops are the the subway train stops for if you were to take the red line, I think, into Burbank, which is where the animation studio is. Errol. Hmm. Well, there you go. Uh, so but that's awesome. That's, I just that's, that was that's, cute. That's, yeah. that's really cute. Did you also see while uh, Ahsoka is running from the police that there are a couple faded posters of friggin' Dan and the model notes? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome too. That's really With their cute. There's a one lot hit of song. There's a lot of like I can't even hit all the dings on the pinup counters for this whole excursion in the lower levels. Of course not, because like all these posters are pretty torn up, but it's clear like there's like girly mag posters everywhere. everywhere. Yeah, down here. So like every now and then you'll be like, oh, this heartfelt scene or this simmering tension is that boobs? That's boobs. Cool. Not bare boobs, but you know boobs. Yeah. So you know the so the train situation doesn't go well for Ahsoka. So she jumps off the train like you do. Uh, like you do. And she gets into a elevator. Right. But the cops are shooting at her. Right. So because apparently it's still shoot to kill. Well, Nobody's trying to stun or subdue her right now. I mean, Anakin probably forgot to include that in his uh, whatever message he sent them. Well, I, who contacted the police? Was it Anakin? I think it was Anakin. Think, yeah, anyway, according to Anakin, it was. So they're shooting behind her, and they hit the controls on the elevator. So she's on the elevator, and it falls. It falls. It does a uh, Tower of Terror fall through a shaft, right? And and there's a little a little Twi'lek Twi'lek twi- girl. There's twi- a little girl, yeah, boy, but yes, boy, or, uh, whoever they whoever <laughs> they whatever they want to be, they child. Are. child, 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 child. I can't tell. Anyway, it's of course they do. It did, um, but it was it was speaking in uh, the Twilight dialogue, so who knows? But anyway, so the elevator's falling, and Ahsoka's like, "It's okay, it's okay, I can save us." And the kids like, we "Just push the fucking button." Yeah, Ahsoka to went, hit the emergency stop. Yeah, Ahsoka pulled some Anakin Skywalker bullshit. She's like, "I'm going to cut a hole through the ceiling, and I'm going to jump right? out of the elevator." It's like, no, just hit the button. 
Just hit the button to stop it, and then you can cut a hole. She gets the kid back to his mom, who was apparently waiting at the bottom of this giant elevator. Who fucking knows? They happen to get um, off at the right level. There's thousands of levels, and they got off on the yeah. right one. Congratulations. Good job. Um, uh, so Ahsoka uh, is then loose on the streets of Lower Coruscant, and somebody is stalking her. Who? I don't know. Not I yet. I don't know. I totally um, forgot, by the way, she was in this episode. I don't know why. <laughs> we'll get to her. Yeah, we'll get to yeah. her. So Anakin and Plo Koon are following the cops' lead that they uh, spotted her down on level thirteen uh, twelve. So real quick reminder, because I had to look it up about how the levels in Coruscant work. Oh god! Because Coruscant, Coruscant's a city planet. Like the whole planet is a city. Single okay. biome planets. Remember. Yep. Yep. And so there's lots of levels. Basically, Coruscant just gets bigger and bigger because it keeps building up and out and up and out. Uh, So if this is level 1,312, level one is completely uninhabitable because that is the level that's closest to the core of the planet. The planet core. So the lower the planet core, the lower the level uh in Coruscant, the closer you are to the, the core of the planet, the farther away from, I don't know, sunlight <laughs> you are. Fresh air, yeah. For some perspective, the surface where the Jedi Temple is, is level 5,127. Holy shit. Yeah, so Ahsoka is about 4,000, a little less than 4,000 levels below there. So she is deep down in the dark. Why would anyone live in Coruscant? Uh, you know, some people don't have a choice, it looks like. I guess so. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so they're like, okay, she is on level 13, 12. We are on our way down. And then we cut back to Ahsoka. And Ahsoka is getting fucking jumped by a mysterious person in a helmet with two red lightsabers. Whoever could it be, Christopher? It's Asajj Ventress. My, <laughs> my girl. <laughs> Uh, oh my god so ahsoka's like what are you a bounty hunter now trying to insult her and asajj ventress is like yeah <laughs> yeah that's that's exactly why i'm here and and she's <laughs> like and she says and someone who knows how to make easy money implying that she can easily capture ahsoka and drag her ass right. in because she just did she just did and i love yeah her. i fucking love her <laughs> and ahsoka's like how are you even gonna cash in on this bounty you know you're a separatist war criminal right like you can't turn me into the senate because it was the senate that put the bounty on her you can't turn me into the senate and expect to not get arrested and ventress is like it is so cute how you don't know how any of this works right also i have a mask yeah, well, there's the mask. But also, I will hand you over to a bondsman. I'm not walking you into the floor of the Senate. Hello? Like, I'm going to hand you over to the bondsman. I'm going to get paid. And by the way, I get paid whether you're dead or alive. How, so how funny would have, fuck up. How funny would it, would it, would it have been, though, she took uh, Soka before Palpatine? <laughs> mm. Funny or terrifying. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, um, yeah so. Hold on, oh. hold on. Uh-oh. Uh, oh. Real quick. Also, one thing that we see a lot down here, just sort of all over the place, environmentally, ferally, all over the place in the lower levels of Coruscant, is a tuca. Yeah, yeah. The little tuca creatures. And speaking of, my tuca is at the door, if you'll excuse me. Uh-oh. Goddamn cat, y'all. Hey, kitty. Mama. <laughs> Meow. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, come on. We love Boomer. We do. Come here. Holla back at the peak. For the camera, I present to you the Boomer. Hi, Boomer. She loves this. Oh, she hates you. <laughs> like, I regret coming in here. <laughs> She's like, and I fucking hate you. Yeah. Why would you do this to me? I thought we were friends. Or at least 
cordial co-workers. Anyway, so Tuka. Uh, you recall the Tuka doll that Numa had back in the Innocence of Ryloth? Oh, absolutely. Arc? So... It turns out, because at the time when we saw that, we're like, is that a is that a Twi'lek? 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 Is that what that doll is? No, it turns out it is actually a doll of the Tuca species. Now, uh, there is a particular, like, I, I know them best as Lothcats. Yes. But Lothcats are just Tukas who are from Lothal. Right. Aren't they a so little a, bit bigger, too? And they're stripy. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas these Tukas are, like, purple. I and, 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 stuff, and yeah, like, purple and pink. Uh, yeah, I get their uh, Coruscant. You know the the, the water. Uh, well, and and you <laughs> evolve camouflage to your environment. Right. And if you are living in the lower levels of Coruscant, where it's all shadows and neon, then your coat should probably be you know purple and green and shit like that. They're so, so they're so cute though. I want one. Oh my god, I love them so much. So I think I have some quick info. Yes, they are Tukas are small carnivorous felines found throughout the galaxy. They are popular as pets because of their ability to hunt small pests around the home. Um they are also, much like cats, uh viewed as feral pests. <laughs> because, like they do, this is also the first canonical appearance of the Tuka. I was going to ask you. I don't remember yeah. seeing them before. Never seen them before. This is the first time. Uh, and they are called the Tuka after Dave Filoni's late great cat, Tuk. So I'm shaking my head, y'all, on, pod- on the podcast. <laughs> so you, just, to, just to let y'all know. Now, um, I need to look something up real fast before I say something so oh. I can sound smart. Um, oh, good. So Star Wars. So this episode uh, comes out in 2014. Sure. So does Rebels. So I can't help but feel like the inclusion of these little furry, wonderful creatures uh, is a, you know, came from pre-production work on Rebels. What do you think? Sure. There's no reason not to. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, honestly, I think Dave Filoni's, his cat, Took, passed away, and he wanted to memorialize him. So here we are. Oh, that's a, that's yeah. a, you're so smart. SMRT. SMRT. Okay. <laughs> so uh, Ahsoka's like, hey, so how about instead of turning me in for the bounty, you help me? Right. Because, because nobody likes me anymore. Nobody loves me. Everybody hates me. Guess I'll go eat worms. Just like you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and well, and, and Asajj Ventress is like, bitch. <laughs> well, because Ventress is like, in what star system do you think I would ever help you? And that's a legitimate question because they have only ever fought before. Ahsoka had the gall to refer to Ventress as the bald banshee when Ahsoka herself has never grown a single hair in her life. Right. So shit like that. But Ahsoka points out... um, Look, I've been set up. There's some other Jedi who is a traitor who has, who's been killing people and stuff. Who knows? This person, this other Jedi may have fallen to the dark side and might be Dooku's new apprentice. So yeah, here's a chance for some vengeance, for some eliminating competition. You and I have both fallen from our path here. We have a lot in common. And, uh, and, and also I can grant you a full pardon, which I have absolutely exactly. zero, zero authority to do. Right. Uh, because Ventress is like, mm, but then she's like, yeah, I, I will speak for you. If you clear my name, I'll speak for you for the Je- with the Jedi Council and the Senate and get you a full pardon for all of your, you know, war crimes. And that would make Ventress's whole bounty hunter job a lot easier. 
Right. If she was not public enemy number two or three at this point. Yep. So Asajj kind of sort of agrees to this, but isn't able to have a full conversation about it because out of the millions of holes on Coruscant, (laughs) Anakin Skywalker happens to pick the right one. We have to assume this is a force thing. I agree. I I agree. We have to assume that he and Plo Koon were using some force sensitivity because those are two powerful force users standing there uh, trying to figure out if they're going to help each other with this whole bounty situation. So, yeah, I mean, that's just that's just gravity. Right. So, yeah, Anakin shows up and it looks super suspicious that Ahsoka is there with Ventress and Ventress helps her get away. Yep. Uh oh. So this is not looking good. It's not at looking good all. at all. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. So Plo Koon, I think it was Plo Koon messages the Jedi Council is like, so this bitch is riding with As- Asajj Ventress now. And, I don't remember that, but I'll take your word. Yeah, and and like that, like you said, that's going to increase the suspicion because mm-hmm. Asajj Ventress, from the Jedi perspective, is a fucking Sith. Right. Mm-hmm. And yes, she has been betrayed. Like they all know it's common knowledge amongst the Jedi that she's been betrayed by Dooku and Dooku's tried to kill her multiple times, etc. Um, but she's still a fucking Sith. Yep. And so that the fact that this they didn't even realize she was on the planet. So the fact that Ventress is there and is involved with Ahsoka is now starting to shed what they think is a little more light on the whole attack on the Jedi Temple situation. So anyway, uh, Ventress takes Ahsoka to her neighborhood. <laughs> and Ahsoka does that monk privilege thing again, where she's like, ew, so this is like where you live, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and Ventress is like, look, not everyone lives in a luxurious temple on the surface. Snap. And she's right. Bitch. Anyway, but Ventress takes Ahsoka to a payphone because she needs to call Barris. And Ahsoka hacks the payphone to make sure it's an untraceable call. She calls Barris. It is important to note Ventress is off camera. Yep. Barris doesn't see her, so I don't know how she very clearly knows about Ventress. We'll see. Anyway, um, while Ahsoka is on the phone with with Barris, uh, what does Barris tell her? Yeah, well, Barris is like, hey, so I found out some clues. Um, <laughs> there is a place where these nano uh, nanotechnology droids uh, are being made. It's a warehouse in the middle of the ghetto. Uh, you should go there. It's a couple levels up from where you are, right. and that is where Letta Termond went to get her nanos. Right. And Ahsoka's like, how do you know this? And Barris is like, I told you I would look into I, it I don't anyway. Know. It's, it's, I just found this out. Isn't that weird? Isn't that crazy? Uh, right. Side so, note on this, uh, mm-hmm. this uh, phone console thing that Ahsoka is using. Uh-huh. I don't know if people remember this back in the day, but there was a period of time before Skype was owned by Microsoft. And during South by Southwest, um, this is a long time ago. Um, they set up uh, uh, special booths that were Skype branded and stuff, and you can while you're while you're getting drunk and going from concert to concert, <laughs> you can make a Skype call. What? Uh, How exciting! So I had the unfortunate privilege of being a volunteer person for the Skype tent. It was called, I think. Oh. And uh, a person come, a person I was working with comes up to me. He's like, Chris, can you come here and can I show you something? And I'm like, sure. Mm-hmm. And I so we go up to one of the booths, and this computer and keyboard was caked in <gasps> I don't know what. Uh, but I can guess. But it was slimy and shiny. Yeah. 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 It was icing. 
Somebody dropped a Cinnabon. Yeah, yeah, sure. So that that <laughs> so when I saw when I saw Ahsoka approaching this, I'm like, girl, don't touch it. Yeah, where is your hand sanitizer? What are you doing? <laughs> anyway. Anyway, so while she's on the call, though, um, the Coruscant Guard, the troopers, everybody, they had released probes to search the area. And one of those probes finds her. So Naturally. That's a tactic that works over and over and over again. Well, yeah. I don't know why people aren't just like, okay, so I have probe countermeasures. Like, how is that not a thing? Right. Because plot. Anyway. Uh, so, yes. Uh, Soka needs to go to an abandoned munitions warehouse. Ventress happens to know the place. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. But then, oh no, the clones roll up, and that is, in fact, Commander Wolf. Yep. Hi, Daddy. Hi. How how are you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's. Hmm. Are you are you chasing somebody or something? What's going on? I know, right? Chat? I just. Mm, so anyway. Yeah. So Ahsoka is concerned about this situation, obviously, because she doesn't want any of them to die. Right, exactly. Uh, so the, the clones surround them, and Ahsoka's like, I don't want to fight. And Ventress is like, I do. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, guys, I'm not going to hurt you, but you are not taking me in. And Wolf is like, uh, you're under arrest? Yeah. I know. What do you think? And then Asajj goes, let's play, and draws her sabers, which is not a non-lethal method. Nope. By any means. Nope. But it turns out she's really fucking good at what she of does. Of course she, she is. Because she only uses the sabers to slice and disable all of their weapons. And now it's a brawl. And we're seeing some martial arts realness. And oh my God, some it's ass so good. And some real hot girl shit. I love all of it. I love it. I love yeah. it. I love it. At, at the end, these two magnificent women have beaten the shit out of like a dozen clone troopers in full armor. They're all laying on the ground just like... And, and, and wolf. Right. And Ventress goes, see? Didn't kill one. It's the new me. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. And I don't... Look, I loved her before. I thought... I thought I loved Assange Ventress before, but now that we're doing dark, we're reading Dark Disciple. Oh my God. I love her so I, much. Oh my God. I was a fool to believe that what I felt for her before was love because what I have now is the love with a capital L and a big heart instead of an O. I just, oh. Yeah. Yeah. God, I love her. Anyway, so, uh, she leads Ahsoka to, uh, the warehouse and is like, here it is. All right. I'm done here. Yeah. So, hey, uh, let me know when you get a good word in for me with everybody after you clear your name. Okay, cool. Bye. She walks away and she looks so fucking dejected. Yeah. Right? Yeah, because she's like, I have no friends. <laughs> right. She's alone, alone. And like, she's left Ahsoka behind. And like, for a brief moment, she like had a friend. But this is the thing about Ventress is she's very, she's very spiky. Um, she's still got that black snake because she's in her, um, bounty hunter armor, yeah. right? And she's still got that black snake on her shoulder. And that's that, that's such a symbol for her as like this, this creature that looks extremely dangerous and, probably just wants to be left alone you know but but that she's she's looking lonely yeah yeah well and, she'll uh, she'll get a man uh very soon apparently yeah well that's it's complicated but yes anyway uh but while she's walking away uh she hears a noise behind her she turns around she sees a shadow that looks like it might be ahsoka and it turns out to be a, a tuka <laughs> a tuka a cat <laughs> that that's all at her but then while her back is turned 
A trash can? A, yeah, a trash can goes flying towards her face and hits her hard. Uh, she gets fucking jumped yeah. by a mysterious cloaked force user. Mm. Who knocks her the fuck out and takes her helmet. Who could it be? Um, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, uh, so uh, apparently, I think she also takes Ventress's sabers because yeah, that will show up later. Uh, because Ahsoka is poking around the warehouse. She's like, okay, I'm here looking for a clue. I don't even know what I'm looking for. Uh, why did Barra send me here? This is stupid. And then she's immediately jumped by a force user in a cloak, Ventress's helmet, using Ventress's sabers. Making Ahsoka believe that Asajj Ventress is attacking her. But here's my question. Okay. How exactly the fuck does Ahsoka, who literally saw Ventress two minutes ago, mistake this much shorter, dressed in completely different clothes person for Ventress? Fast and Furious Star Wars. Let's Fast go. and Furious Let's Star go. Wars. Because uh, I, don't, the I, don't, I really don't know. Return. I had that question too. I'm like, this bitch is clearly not Asajj Ventress. Right. I mean, look at how she's fighting. Which she, it, uh, Y'all, you've got to watch the saber fight. It it's is such so a good cool. fight. But it's very there's good. A, there's, a, there's, a, there's a viciousness and a, a, a quality of violence that Asajj Ventress mm-hmm. brings to the table every time she's in a lightsaber fight. This, yeah. this person attacking Ahsoka has an elegance and is mm-hmm. having is using a lot more defensive maneuvers than uh, a Sith normally would. So, hello, Ahsoka. Come- yeah, yeah. Um, it's The energy is completely different. Yeah. It's a really good fight. Oh, yeah. It's really interesting. They're all over this this whole warehouse. They're like, they're cutting pipes and, and things are catching on fire and shit. And it sets off a giant fucking explosion. But... Again, with the elegance and precision of this attacker, because they managed to drop Ahsoka. Like, they beat the shit out of Ahsoka. She is disarmed and disoriented. Yep. And they drop her right next to some crates of explosives and nanodroids. Because apparently you can just go to a store, and buy, like a Costco, and buy a box yeah, full just of nanodroids well, you, and just keep them in Exactly. The you buy them in bulk, obviously. <sighs> I mean, yeah. but anyway, so this big explosion, it draws all the cops and Anakin and Rex and and, and, Wolf. and Wolf. They all converge on the location uh, and see Ahsoka right next to these nanodroid explosives. And Ahsoka's like, no, wait, Wolf, I can explain. And he stuns her. Yeah, he's like, I ain't, uh-uh, I ain't talking to you anymore. No, nope, we're not doing this. my ass. <laughs> y'all, y'all kicked my ass two seconds ago. Uh, and Anakin's like... I've got a note in here that he's asking why the fuck was she with Ventress, but isn't Ahsoka unconscious at this point? So who was he asking? Well, well, he was like he was saying out loud to Plo Koon, like, why was she with Ventress? Oh, okay, there we go. Yeah. Anyway, so they've got her loaded on the. Um, are they taking her back yet, or is that yeah? Missing? So they, they fuck. well, Sorry, they lost they, my notes. Go. Yeah, they they you know she's captured now. Uh, Anakin has to recall Yoda and Mace for some ungodly fucking reason, and he, so that we can all be angry. Yeah, and he's like. Uh, we caught her, blah, 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 and Yoda and Mace is like, good, bring her to the to the Jedi Temple where she will be judged, blah, 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 wah, 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 wah. Well, and Mace says, let's just hope we can keep her here, because the military is going to want her. Whatever. That's what I, t- I interpreted that, that is, to be. That is correct, yeah. Yeah. So, and that's the end of the episode. That is it. Now, were these aired both episodes at once? They were. Uh, okay, well, good. And- can you imagine being stuck on that cliffhanger for a week? Well, Fuck I mean, they no. had a big cliffhanger the week before. Um, it, it, in the U.S., at least, I don't know. I don't know if every air, region had, had the two episode thing like we did on Cartoon Network. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, that is the end of the episode. Uh, so we will be uh, moving on right after a short break for a word from our sponsors. 
Welcome back. Hello there. Moving on to the next episode. Sorry. I'm sorry. My gosh. <laughs> I told you I'm back on my Barbie bullshit. You ever get a song stuck in your head? Or you get like a phrase stuck oh, yeah. and you just yeah. can't, you keep saying it? The Barbie voice is my current stuck and I just, I'm starting to annoy myself with it so I should probably stop. <laughs> Anyway, are we ready to move on to the next Let's episode? Let's do it. All right. Season five, episode 20, The Wrong Jedi. The fortune cookie at the top of the episode is never give up hope, no matter how dark things seem. Dun, dun, dun. Except maybe, maybe we give up some things, huh? Yeah. Like, maybe not what? hope necessarily, but like the Jedi Order. Happy. <laughs> the Jedi Order. Anyway, do you want to do the announcer bit? Ahsoka Tano captured. Ooh. While on the run to prove her innocence, Padawan Tano teamed up with the deadly Asajj Ventress to find a rogue Ooh. Jedi who framed Ahsoka for murder. The Jedi Council sent Anakin Skywalker and Master Plo Koon to track Ahsoka down and bring her back to the temple. Now captured and imprisoned, Ahsoka faces punishment for crimes she did not commit. Ba 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 ba. Okay. So we open the episode with Tarkin. Back on the phone with the Jedi Council. What the fuck is with Tarkin? Yeah, so um, this bitch, again, you know, last time we said that Tarkin gets really smug when he's got Imperial March music. Tarkin gets extra super smug when he feels like he is 100% in the right and wielding authority appropriately. And it's hot. Yeah, I said it. I said what I- I can't support this. I said what what? I said. I can't support this. This is what I meant earlier by genocide daddy. According to Charles, again, it's, it's that bitch Charles- um, I am a horrible, awful, evil person for believing that a authoritative, kind of hot, bald guy with a nice jawline is, I find attractive. Like, what's wrong with that? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I, I cannot go on that journey with you. <laughs> but look, I want to, I want to fuck the Dathomir boys. That's what I'm saying. Okay. And they're, they're, da- they're not, fascists the way that Tarkin is, but they are in fact mass murderers. Yeah. So like it's all it's it your affection for Tarkin is no different than than wanting to climb Darth Vader, than than wanting to to hunt Darth Maul. Uh, you know, all of that. You know, it's it's it villains is villains is villains. Just because I don't agree with you doesn't mean I'm judging you. Thank you. But you so, are you are judging me though. <laughs> look, if you've got the huts for Vader You've got the hots for another genocide daddy. Like, it's it's just the way it is. So if anybody's out there uh, wanting to rub up on Vader and judging you for Tarkin, they need to check themselves first. They wreck themselves. Thank you. Okay. So Tarkin is like, hi. So here's the thing. We know you've got Ahsoka Tano in custody. The Senate wants to indict her for treason. Yay. So we're going to need you to go ahead and hand her over. And so, and so the Jedi are like, oh my God, we're not going to just abandon her and abandon all of our ideals and not use the force to uh, guide us towards the truth, right? Um, well, Obi-Wan does. Yeah. Of all the fucking people. Um, yeah. Look, Obi-Wan fucking loves her. I know. Remember. Like a daughter. That, yeah, that is also his Padawan. That has been referred to in canon. Obi-Wan is like our Padawan. Like, that's not just Anakin's Padawan. Obi-Wan has, re- has raised her, too. So he's he's invested here. And by the way, 
again, shout out to the, to the animators for facial expressions because Obi-Wan's face is a fucking picture during these meetings. Oh, yeah. He's, uh, he's expressions of anger. He's furious. Yeah. And you see a lot of side eye, like literal side eye of him looking at the Jedi Council. Obi-Wan is recalculating a lot of things. Now, does he ever act on it? Meh. But he's got a lot of bitch please going on on his face. So that's a whole thing. Yep. Okay. So somebody, I can't remember who, points out that because the Jedi are like, no, we'll put her on trial here, according to our traditions, right? Um, and I think it was Tarkin was like, I'm afraid, Master Yoda, that the Senate believes that an internal Jedi trial would seem biased. And he's not wrong. Right. And so the Senate requests <laughs> that you expel Ahsoka from the Order so that the military can have her. By the Senate, it's more like Chancellor Palpatine, but sure. Sure. Yes. Yeah. This is Palpatine making a play, uh, and it's totally opportunistic because this was not a Palpatine plan. No. But he's cashing it in to remove one of the many things that attaches Anakin to the light side, and that's Ahsoka. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's very opportunistic as our Palpatine. We, um, we do love him. So, <laughs> Yeah. And so uh, they're like, okay, but if uh, you were to take Ahsoka and try her with the military, who would represent her? And then Tarkin's like, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Do not care. And so this conversation is not going well. Mace Windu finally puts an end to it by saying, The Council will act as they deem necessary. Motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, it's motherfucker. And like, but Tarkin they're all gives like, back. He's just like, you know, he's like, Whatever, bitch, you know, and just hangs up. Exactly. <laughs> and here's the thing. They're acting like, uh, no, the Jedi is totally independent and we're going to do our own thing. It is a little late in the fucking war for you guys to start acting like you have any kind of autonomy. Right. Come the fuck on. Right. You work for the Senate. Yeah. Ugh. So angry. Ugh. So angry. Yeah. Anyway, so they fucking hang up on Tarkin and Obi-Wan is like, are you fucking kidding me? We are not expelling Ahsoka. And the Jedi are like, yeah, we are. <laughs> yeah, I know. Kiati Mundi's like, um, there's all this evidence. And Stacey Tin's like, yeah, there's super a lot of evidence. And Mace fucking Windu, oh, I love him, but God, sir, points out that keeping Ahsoka and trying her themselves would be seen as opposition to the Senate. Which... And in my notes, it says in all caps, so oppose the fucking Senate then. God. Because that's what you're going to do anyway, right? Right, Just (laughs) fucking just do it. Just why? Why is it? This is, oh, how, 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 how have the Jedi fallen so far and gotten so in deep with the Senate and the Chancellor and this whole war and everything that they're willing to throw one of their own, even one of their own who has strayed straight to the fucking wolves as like a blood sacrifice to maintain their relationship. I fucking hate it. I fucking hate it too. And Obi-Wan hates it. He looks furious and conflicted. And anyway, they're like, hey, so let's go ahead and call Ahsoka to the Judgment Chamber. So have we seen the Judgment Chamber before? We have not. So this is just a thing that was created for this episode. We will probably never see it again. We will never see it again. Um, There's something very Hunger Games about how... uh, Ahsoka and Anakin and some temple guards are like lifted on a platform up into 
the judgment chamber, and then Ahsoka is raised on her own little circle platform even higher so that she's alone on this precarious little piece of floor yeah. in the middle of this space. Yeah, so, you know, right before that, uh, Anakin and Ahsoka were in a room with the Jedi Temple guard, which looked right. badass, by the way. And he's, oh, they do. And he's yeah. pacing, and he's angry. He's so angry. I don't think I've ever seen him this angry um, mm-hmm. without killing somebody. So it's like... You know, he's just pacing back and forth, and Ahsoka's like, you're not fucking helping at all, Master. Right, exactly. And so we're starting to see uh, a divergence in how these two handle a situation. Right, of course. So, um, yeah. When, uh, did you notice uh, the when Ahsoka is being moved up into the chamber that the hatch that opened, it was very similar to the hatches on the Falcon or the hatches on Bespin? I feel like that's just standard construction issue. You think it's like a Star Wars thing, like just how like all yeah. the hallways and look the same. The, the I think hatch it's, doors it's, that take you. That's to just doom. what hatch doors look like. Just like you know, doors in buildings in our world all kind of look alike. Because it's just. A I door. never knew you were a door racist, but here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Such a dumb joke. Sorry. Let's move <laughs> yeah, forward. I'm leaving that in. I'm leaving that shit no, in. No, no, you're, cut, you're, you're cutting you're, that out. I'm, nope. I'm going to cut it out of the video. How about that? Be proud. Be proud. Lean into that shit. Yeah. You you dad joked right then. Just I, a little bit. I, I, yep. Well, I'm daddy. No, you're not. Not my daddy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Ahsoka is standing way up high in this judgment chamber, but even higher than her is everybody on the Jedi Council. And they're very dramatically lit from below. And like everybody's voices echo ominously yeah. in this room. It's so like good scene. Well set everybody scene. Everybody has fresh the- uh, makeup powder on their faces. Right. But like, really, Jedi, this is your judgment chamber? So we we talk all the time about how the Sith love the drama. Uh, right. We really should broaden it to the Force users love the drama. Force users yeah. love the drama. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Because here we are. Anyway, so they're like, Ahsoka, we're accusing you of blowing shit up and, and a terrorist attack and also all of this murder. How do you plead? She's like, not guilty. Duh. And they're like, okay, so explain all of this evidence. And she's like, okay, but, but Ventress. Ventress can explain. Ventress was there. And... They're kind of, they're going back and forth with her about the evidence and about Ventress's involvement and how that makes it look even worse for her and stuff. And Anakin just jumps in and he's like, you have already made your decision, haven't you? Yeah, if you, if you watch, keep an eye on Anakin because he is, his face, getting animation so badass. He's getting mm-hmm. more and more angry with each question because he comes to the conclusion, just like he screams out just now, you people have already fucking decided this is a sham fucking trial. Yeah. How fucking this dare whole- you? This whole meeting is bullshit. Yeah, and he's this right. This is just a formality. And Yoda's like, yeah, you got us. We already made our decision, but we didn't all agree. And I think he's talking about Obi-Wan and Plo Koon. Yeah. So Ahsoka Tano is officially expelled from the Jedi Order. And just like that. Just like that. For sedition against the Republic. God damn. And it's fucking brutal a uh, a temple guard comes up grabs her padawan chain off the back of her head snaps it off and she is handed over to the republic authorities so fucked up it's so fucked up like just this is the loyalty you people fucking have for one of your own you don't even listen to her you don't even entertain possibly you don't in any way like meditate on it or or assign somebody who's not emotionally invested in Ahsoka Tano to investigate and see if there's any truth to what she's saying. We just have to barrel straight through this and hand her over to the Senate because you're being pressured by the by the Chancellor. You motherfuckers. Right. Anyway, this is why they lost. 
the the war. Um, well, sort of lost the war. This no, they're already lost. Yeah. At this point, when they're, they're handing gone. her yeah. over, this is a victory for Palpatine. Oh God! All he needs to do is tie a bow on it at the end. Um, but yeah, no, this is they they're already lost at this point. And I understand that it was a slippery slope. It was it was death by a thousand cuts to get to this point. Uh, and that has been, I think, well demonstrated over the course of Clone Wars. But this is it. Like, this is not the Jedi Order anymore. This is a bunch of Force users in a clubhouse. Yep. But this is not the Jedi Order anymore. I agree with that 150%. That's not possible. 150 is too much, but I'll take your agreement. I don't know math. (laughs) Anyway, so Ahsoka is back in a cell at the... The Imperial Hall of Justice. I mean, it's the Republic yeah, prison. Pretty much. Anyway, uh, Anakin walks in, and who is going to be Ahsoka's lawyer? Padme Amidala. Padme Amidala. Uh, Padme Amidala, <laughs> Amidala just apparently unhooked herself from the Matrix. I don't know what the fuck she's wearing. <laughs> what the fuck is she wearing? Um, these are her, I, I found concept art explaining a little bit this outfit. This is formal courtroom attire for somebody from Naboo. I see. It's okay. very somber and subdued. It's not. Um, it's not something she's wearing because she's trying to. I don't know. Hide a baby bump. Uh. Well, I mean, yeah, we're probably getting up that way too. But uh, like the, it, it kind of looks like the thing. The headpiece that she's wearing kind of reminds me of the barrister wigs that uh, worn like in Britain. Right. That, so kind of like that. That's kind of cool. But yeah. I, at first, I was like. Hello, hot topic. <laughs> yeah, it's a little, it's a little much, but also very somber. It's odd. Anyway, so um, Padme's like, so okay, let's talk about this. And Ahsoka's like, this was all Ventress. Ventress attacked me. I recognize her sabers. Ventress did all of this. We just need proof. So Anakin's gonna bounce and go find Ventress. Of course, because that's what he Anakin's gonna do. His Anakin thing. He can't. Well, the, he can't, and and also he can't. He just can't sit there and wait. He's going to go exactly. Insane. He's going to go insane. He can't. He can't sit still, and he definitely isn't trusting the wheels of justice Fuck to no. turn fairly here. And why would you? And that's correct, right? So anyway, um, Padme sits down with Ahsoka. Anakin bounces, and Padme's like, "Hey, so let's talk about your case. Um, let's talk about you know where you're at and stuff." And Ahsoka's like, "I thought I was part of that order, but everyone except Anakin has abandoned me." Yeah. And she's right. And it's true. And it's true. Absolutely. And she is not at all optimistic that the Senate is going to treat her any better. And why should she be? Yeah. If her own, the people who fucking raised her, who have known her since she was an itty bitty baby, won't fucking believe her. Why would the Senate believe her? Absolutely. And she's right. Yeah. Anyway, so we cut to Ventress, who is very much aware that she is being stalked by someone in a cloak. Yeah, that's not the course at all. And right. she knows by the way he lands on the ground, uh, who exactly who it is. She's like Anakin Skywalker, and he jumps her. He draws his saber because that's what you should do if you're going to be jumping Ventress. But she doesn't draw her sabers back because she doesn't have any. She doesn't have them. It's a brawl. She's she's going at this with fists and and whatever impromptu weaponry she can find on the ground around her. She, that's that's the only way she can defend herself against I don't know a highly skilled Jedi Knight with a lightsaber. She's fucked and she knows it. Yeah. But okay, he ends up force choking her. What a wonderful thing to do when you're a light side force user. Yeah, but like, also Ventress, how's that feel? You know, be on the receiving end of a force choke when you're mostly powerless. Huh? 
Okay, is that fun? I'm, I'm in a. I'm mentally right now, Stephanie. I'm in a situation where there are too many jokes, and I, and I, and I, and I, and I don't know which way to go. Um, it's justice, but it's like sexy justice. <laughs> you know? There we go. That's well. We'll go there that we route. Go. That's it. Anyway, so Anakin is like, Ventress, tell me all, everything about how you bombed things and, and killed stuff. And Ventress is like, I fucking didn't. I don't know okay? what the fuck you're talking about, motherfucker. Uh, all I know is that somebody put a bounty out on Ahsoka, and I am a bounty hunter now, so I went to go collect it. And Anakin's like, well, then why the fuck were you with her? And Ventress is like, oh, well, I was helping her because uh your former Padawan and I have a lot in common. And Anakin's pissed. <sighs> He's like, how dare you? Well, and Ventress says something like... My master abandoned me. And that's exactly what you did to her. You and your precious Jedi Order. And I was so turned on. I was like, oh! Just like my master abandoned me. Uh, and like, yeah, choke on that bitter little pill, Anakin. Y'all left her to the fucking wolves, and that's not okay. But all right, whatever. When Ventress is a better person than you. Uh, right. Maybe reevaluate. Right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so we kind of leave that conversation in a cliffhanger, and we cut away to the the massive tribunal chamber. chamber. Um, Steph... Steph, um, hmm. look, uh... How many people in this room did you want to fuck? It's not... It's the room itself, but go with me. <laughs> go with me on this. Uh-huh. Yeah, this is probably TMI, and I'm sorry, y- y'all may want to skip oh ahead to a minute, but I really want to get laid in the middle of this chamber with a bunch of people watching. I don't know why. But there I am. You've gotten too comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> with this forum that we have it possibly but i don't know there was just, <laughs> i've never like you know i you know been there done that before uh in other settings like but like right i don't know there's I something mean, who hasn't? there's something about this tribunal chamber where you have like no railing so it's dangerous you could just roll off and die because you you're know, going for that clockwork orange scene where you're banging somebody in the middle of the room and everybody's standing around applauding yeah <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, I'm glad that we've shared and had this moment. That's anyway, so Ahsoka's on trial for her fucking life here. <laughs> Meanwhile, Chris is thinking about, oh, I could get late in this room. Okay. Right. Yeah. The Jedi Council are all there observing. Mm-hmm. Um, and along with senators. Uh, so, along with all these senators, mm-hmm. the Chancellor is there, and Padme is representing Ahsoka. Tarkin is representing the military justice of course, arm why of not? this. He's the prosecution. Okay. So the Chancellor stands up and sort of does a big, like, hear ye, hear ye moment. Uh, and that is definitely Tim Curry. Yeah, this is the first episode where Tim Curry is actually credited as Palpatine's yep. voice. Uh, look, I love Tim Curry. Steph, you, I do. you know I love Tim Curry. Mm-hmm. I'm having a hard time. Well, Tim Curry is at his best when he's being Tim Curry. He is not at his best when he's trying to do an impression of Ian Abercrombie. Yeah. You know? That's and so that's is. that's what it is. It sounds unnatural. He's doing his best, but, you know, Tim Curry gonna Tim Curry. I, so, I don't like it. Yeah, it's not it's not my favorite, but but I really appreciate him stepping in and covering this and doing it in such a fucking classy way. Yeah. Like not 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 taking the limelight, not not demanding any kind of credit until he's doing full episodes, you know? Like that's that's pretty fucking great. 
Meanwhile, Tarkin is going for the goddamn death penalty. Yay! Wow! Don't you feel good about yourselves, Jedi Order? Don't you feel good? Right. God. You guys, like, I get it. The Jedi don't have a jail. Like, what were they even going to do with her if they did convict her? And they don't... This isn't like Wheel of Time where you have the ability to remove somebody's force sensitivity. Right. Like, you can't take her magic away. So what are you even going to do with her? Uh... But the Senate knows what they want to do with her. They want to fucking kill her. So y'all go ahead and sit with your feelings on that. How fucking funny would it have been if, like, one of the Jedi sitting there, like, went, oops, and, like, force pulled Tarkin off the <laughs> off the platform and into, like, the abyss or wherever it goes. Because we, we've, we've identified for a long time Star Wars architecture has a has a tendency no, to... There's no OSHA. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's just these bridges that go over large... Areas of emptiness, and you could fall With in. No and that's it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's funny. Yep, yep. <laughs> it would have been hilarious. It also would have been open warfare then. Yeah, between I the know. Jedi Order and the entire uh, Republic. I'm still praying so. for it. Uh, anyway, anyway, cut back to Ventress and Anakin. Uh, they are having a chat. Ventress is telling Anakin about how she got fucking jumped and somebody took her lightsabers. So if you find the person who has my lightsabers, you will find the person who is trying to set up Ahsoka. You fucking idiot. Right. And he's like... God. Well, he's like, well, I, I still don't understand how do people find out about it? Who did, you know, she only, Ahsoka only talked to you. Uh-huh. And Asajj is like, wait, no. <laughs> she didn't. She made a phone call. She was at this really gross Skype call thing. Um, <laughs> and she calls some bitch named Barris. Barris. Mm-hmm. Anakin's like, Barris. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, so back to the trial. I fucking love Padme. Oh, absolutely. Padme is up there doing her goddamn best because she's pointing out little things like the fact that Letta called Ahsoka. Right. Okay? Letta called Ahsoka to come to the prison. Like, Ahsoka would have never gotten in there. So how is Ahsoka possibly the mastermind of Letta's death if she wasn't even, it wasn't even her idea to be in that cell? That was Letta's idea. And also, force choking is a really fucking obvious way to kill somebody and incriminate yourself. Uh, once again, uh, rationalism. Uh, Pat, Padme brings logic and, and just common sense to a conversation. And the Star Wars plot unravels, but people <laughs> people ignore it anyway. <laughs> yes, yes. Because Tarkin is like, well, if she's so innocent, then why was she seen conspiring with known separatist war criminal Asajj Ventress? Oh. Huh? Huh? And, yeah, Ahsoka's like, nah, I totally fucking wasn't, and my master is out looking for Ventress right now, and so we're going to get some information. It'll be fine. Yeah, and Tarkin's like, if your master's looking for the murderer, then maybe he should be looking at you. Bah, 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 bitch. It is all about the snap with that one. I love it. Absolutely. And people were surprised to find out Tarkin's gay. I mean, really? I know, right? Really? Like, it's been in front of us the whole time. Anyway. I'm saying. Anyway, so Anakin is going to have a meeting with Barriss Offy. Yeah. And it goes really well. <laughs> uh, yeah, super well. So um, Anakin gets in there. Barriss is like meditating in front of a little altar that's got her uh, lightsaber on it. So he just sort of idly force grabs her lightsaber and is playing with it while he's like, so, you know, Ahsoka's on trial right now. And that's really sad and weird. And um, Barriss is playing innocent. Barriss is like, oh, yeah, that's so... 
Wow, I didn't even think Ahsoka had it in her. That's so crazy. Anyway, wasn't it Ventress? I think it was Ventress. Yeah. Ventress was the one. Tell me about Ventress. Who did about all Ventress. This. Oh my god, Ventress. I wonder if she's responsible. Yeah. Oh my god. This was super. This is a Ventress. Deflection, thing. deflection, it, deflection. Yeah. <laughs> and Anakin's like, yeah, Ahsoka thinks that too, but I think Ahsoka's wrong. Uh oh. And there's only only one way to find out. And for some dumb fucking reason, Barris is like, oh my god, let me bust out the red lightsabers and start attacking Anakin Skywalker. Well, because he is swinging at her with her own lightsaber. Yeah, but it's so kinda... she needs to defend herself. Well, yeah, I don't think he. Uh, yeah, I mean, I have to go back and watch it again. But it was kind of one of those we're going to do everything at the same time. Well, yeah, I don't think he like if she hadn't busted out red lightsabers to defend herself, I think he would have pulled up short of hitting her. Yeah, true. Ambushing her with her own saber, like he disarmed her. So she's got no other way to defend himself, defend herself. And so swinging at her with her own saber was a way to flush out, does she have these sabers? Does she have Ventress's lightsabers? And she does. And she whips them out to defend herself. Yeah. Anakin's even like, oh my God, those are Asajj Ventress's lightsabers. And Barris says, yeah. yeah, the color suits me. Mm. I like them. Ew. And mm. so the fight is on. It is definitely Barris. Barris did all of this. So let's pause here, shall we? Okay. I would like to address two points. One, it is intensely problematic to have the only Middle Eastern coded character in the show be the terrorist bomber who murders people. Correct. That's right. That's really fucking tacky, Clone Wars. Yeah. That's really fucking tacky. And like, I get it needed to be somebody who was a friend and a peer of Ahsoka's. But it could have been, you could have done this differently. It could have been a different plot that wasn't, you know. It could have been an alien character, like a, a more alien character. Hell, it could have been fucking Keanu Moody. That would have been awesome. That would have been amazing. Um, but, but that's not, Keanu Moody is not a peer of Ahsoka's, not somebody that Ahsoka would turn to for help. Um, I know. So, just, I, 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 I completely agree with you. Um, I hate it, but. This could have been done differently. There could have been another way to do this that wasn't, um, enormously, problematic in that regard like that's not okay i agreed so yeah i love her villain turn i love the i love dark side barris that's hot oh yeah yeah she's got she's got some cool energy but this was not okay all right the other point did barris plan do we think to incriminate ahsoka all along no because let's think back to uh when letta called ahsoka to come to the cell. And Letta tells Ahsoka that she was told that if she needs any help, to call Ahsoka Tano. Who told her that? Barris. Barris told her. Oh. So Barris was going to betray her friend the whole fucking time? The whole time. Fucking Sith, man. She may have had some regrets during, like, during that conversation uh, that she had with Ahsoka that we were talking about that felt like a cry for help. That may have been her second guessing this whole fucking plan, but she decided to follow it through. But yeah, no, I think, I think that she was a hundred percent planning to incriminate Ahsoka the entire time. Oh, what a bitch. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I agree on both points, I guess, because I was always kind of feeling like Barris was doing this on the fly, but no, you're right. She did. This is all planned out. That's fucked mm -hmm. up. Uh, but, uh, can we talk about my favorite moment of this episode? Um, sure. Yeah. So Anakin and Barris are lightsabering in the Jedi temple. That was super cool. 
Um, mm-hmm. uh, surrounded by Jedi Temple Guard, Barris has to get the fuck out, and she smashes a window and jumps outside to where the Padawans are. Okay, but right before that, okay, there there is something for a couple of things. One, we bounce back to the the courtroom yeah. real quick. Um, one thing that I forgot to note earlier because I was distracted by the fact that you want to get fucking gang banged in this room. Um, oh, the be the military courtroom, which is where they are, is intentionally designed to resemble the interior spaces of the Death Star. Absolutely. Like, like it's got like those columns, those like stalactite, stalagmite columns yeah. in there that the Death Star has. Yeah, that, that is 100% intentional. Uh, also, uh, when they are, when, when Anakin and Barris are fighting in the hallway, the temple guards roll up on them and they say, cease hostilities. And I believe that is Stephen Stanton. Mm-hmm. Who's doing that voice? Um, AKA Tarkin. But they have, they pull double bladed, short bladed, uh, yellow lightsabers. Right. This is the first canonical appearance of yellow lightsabers. I thought I saw them in Attack of the Clones. Mm, according to, uh, I don't remember seeing them in Attack, Attack of the Clones. It was all blue and green, except for Mace Windu, who was purple. Um, according to StarWars.com official, this is the first appearance. All right. Well, they 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 are never wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, well. Well, as far as I mean, I've yet to find find them be wrong. Mm-hmm. You know. Anyway, so yeah, the uh, they are fighting. Barris is amazing. And I don't think we've ever really seen Barris go full out in a fight no, before. No, this is a. I mean, technically, uh, when she was fighting Ahsoka as well, but. Uh, this is definitely her. Uh, that was uh, that first fight was her, her trying to position Ahsoka right. to be found. Was that was a, that was very deliberate. That was chess. Yeah. This here She's is fighting a for fight, her life. fight. Yeah, yeah. And Anakin is like, Ahsoka trusted you. How could you betray her? And Barris says, I've learned that trust is overrated. The only thing the Jedi Council believes in is violence. She's not wrong. She's not wrong. Anyway, then, then temple guards jumping out the window, yeah. Padawans, go. Uh, yeah, younglings. so little 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 younglings are being trained by Tara Sanube. And when uh-huh. uh, when Anakin and Barris start fighting, I love that Tara, uh, he gets his white lightsaber out uh-huh. and is in a defensive position. And I was thinking to myself, man, how fucking cool would it have been if like Barris like, somehow outsmarts Anakin and moves him out of the way. And then we suddenly see Tara Sanube pulling a... Y- episode two, Yoda, and just like whipping her ass, but right. Th- did not but happen. did you see he? Yeah, he takes a defensive position with all the younglings behind him. Yeah, absolutely. And these are the same younglings from the gathering arc earlier in the sh- in the season. Yay! And they're gonna. It's a, they're the same younglings that are gonna be in the Jedi Temple during Order sixty six. Yay! Yeah, but <laughs> I saw them, and I, I I had forgotten they were in this episode, so I saw them, and I realized they know about Ahsoka. Oh, yeah. They know Ahsoka's been arrested and she's expelled from the Order and now she's on trial. How do you think they fucking feel about that? Oh, my God. Yeah, absolutely. I I got to wonder how many of them believe it. I don't think they would believe that shit for a second because they know her. Well, I mean, maybe I could... This is a headcanon, but maybe Tara Snoopy was out, out there talking to them about it and being like, you know, uh, we have to distrust the Force, blah, blah, and all of a sudden you have fucking Anakin and Barriss, like, lightsaber fighting uh-huh. with each other right in front of them. It's like, holy crap. What's going on? Right. What's going on with the Jedi Order? Uh, it's fucking chaos. After right? after a terrorist attack where a shit ton of people got killed, assuming I'm assuming right. the younglings may have lost some friends or Possibly. somebody they know or some teachers. Yeah, or yeah. teachers. Yeah. 
and Fun like this, this shit's going on anyway the fight is fucking brutal um and anakin ends it by basically force grabbing barris and shoving her against a tree and just knocking the shit out of her yep because she does she goes full force on him she's like hacking and slashing all sithy uh but nobody nobody's gonna win against anakin skywalker trying to go raw power versus raw power yeah nope he will always win that always sorry honey Anyway, so back at the trial, the court has reached the decision. Palpatine is about to read the verdict when, boom, Anakin Skywalker storms in. And he's like, oh my god, <laughs> I, have, <laughs> I, have, I have the real person who did it. And everyone's like, <gasps> gasping. Gasp. And yeah, and Barris comes out and she confesses. And not only does she confess, she reads the Jedi Order to Filth. Abso-fucking-lutely. Now, here's the thing. Um, everything that we're about to say that she says is, again, StarWars.com official. I'm going to read you a quote. Okay. On StarWars.com, it says, Barris's rebuke against the Jedi Order, though it led to dark actions, is 100% true. 100% true. I agree. Yes. That's not just us having an opinion. Okay? That is, that is the official stance of the people that handle Star Wars lore. The shit that she says is accurate and true. Completely. Incredible. So, Barris is like, yeah, I fucking did it. And she says, That the Jedi are the ones responsible for this war. That we've so lost our way that we have become villains in this conflict. Yep. Like, that's accurate. She says all the Jedi should be put on trial. All of them. And up in the stands, you see, they cut to Obi-Wan looking super intense and giving a lot of side eye to the Jedi because he's got his own reasons recently suffered to distrust the decisions made by the Jedi Council. Absolutely. Oof. But she ain't done. She goes on to say, And my attack on the temple was an attack on what the Jedi have become. An army fighting for the dark side, fallen from the light that we once held so dear. Correct. And then if she wasn't handcuffed, she would have dropped her mic. Uh, I I know we didn't see him in the shot, but I could feel, I could feel the smile coming off of Palpatine's face. <laughs> like he's sitting, uh, he's, I'm, I'm picturing him sitting back in his chair uh, going, yes, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but also like, okay, she might need to die. <laughs> either she, she needs to either join me or die. That's what's going on here. Yeah. Like, mm. Anyway. So that's triumphant. Uh, Ahsoka has been proven correct. Uh, but Ahsoka's fucking shattered. Yeah. Because that's her friend. Absolutely. Holy shit. Anakin looks at her and he smiles. He's all proud of himself and triumphant. And she tries to smile back, but she just looks sad. She just looks sad. So we get the most infuriating scene oh. in all of Clone Wars. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm okay. So Ahsoka's back at the council chamber with a bunch of the Jedi there, Yoda, Maze, Blakoon, right. etc. And their Jedi are basically like, okay, our bad, you can come back now, and you should be a Jedi Knight too. We're going to kiss your ass even more. Let's talk about the uh, the abusive boyfriend behavior of the Jedi Council, shall yeah, we? let's do it. Anakin apologizes for everything. Plo Koon apologizes for all of the accusations on behalf of the Jedi Council. Sacy Tim thinks he can speak for some fucking reason. By the way, he's voiced by Dee Bradley Baker. Of course. Uh, and he speaks up and he's like, that was really awesome. You did such a good job enduring all of the abuse that we flung at you. And Kiati Mundi was like, yeah, no, that's everything you did was totally worthy of being a Jedi Knight. I'm gaslighting you into thinking that what we did to you was actually for your own good. 
And Mace Windu's like, this was actually your great trial, huh? You could totally be a Jedi Knight now, yeah? Because you're even stronger in the Force than you would have been if you hadn't gone through this. So we actually did you a favor. I hate I hate this. Anyway. Uh... Guys, listeners, if you are ever in a relationship and somebody does you fucking wrong, and then they come back later and apologize for it and say that you're so much better and stronger and smarter and prettier now because you endured all the bullshit they put you through, don't go back. Leave. Get out. Be like Ahsoka and get the fuck out. Because that is abuse. That is a that is an abusive pattern of behavior. I don't know if the writers intended for this to be a primer in how to escape uh, an abusive relationship. But anyway, the look on Ahsoka's face while they are all saying this is full on bitch, please, arms folded. Who the fuck are you talking yep. to right now? And I love it. And I love her for that. So then what does is, what is Yoda say? You know, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> he says, Back into the order. You may come. Oh, yeah. Oh, thanks, Yoda. Really? But can I? So, in, how? Oh, I'm so angry. I can't even form words right now. Anyway, so Anakin is like, they said you can come back. Isn't that awesome? Here, let me hold out your Padawan chain to you, even though they just said you would be a Jedi Knight. But anyway, here's your Padawan chain you as a symbol. You get to put it in a frame, you know. Like your diploma. Like your, oh, I was yeah. going to say like your diploma <laughs> that I never got. Mm. Um. <laughs> <laughs> because they charge you like an extra hundred bucks yeah, for the fuck piece that. of paper. No, thank you. Anyway, okay. fuck them. Anyway, uh, so he holds it out and he's like, you can come back. And she reaches out to touch his hand that's holding her Padawan chain. And it looks for a second like she's going to take it. And she doesn't. She doesn't. She closes his hand over it. And her face is so fucking heartbroken. I'm sorry, Master, but I'm not coming back. And that's the last time she's going to call him Master. Yep, that's it. And she walks out of the room, and Anakin goes to follow her. And did you see, Obi-Wan tries to follow her, too. And Plo Koon stops him. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's his Padawan, too. Because Plo Koon's, I mean, I'm pretty sure Plo Koon's like, I would do the same shit, too. Yeah, Yeah. because Plo Koon is not happy about this either. No, no. You know, uh, he can't, he, there's no way he can be. Anyway, while she's walking away, she's leaving the Jedi Temple. Did you hear that? Paul, shout out to all the music. Oh, absolutely. Did you hear the sad minor key version of the Force theme? Yes, they were playing? and I loved it. I loved it the whole time. Oh my God. So here's the thing. The music throughout these episodes has been fucking stellar. Ex fucking extraordinary. Just amazing. And there's a reason for that. The composer for Clone Wars, Kevin Kiner, mm-hmm. used a full orchestra for the score for these episodes. Ah, uh, not just a they usually digital... they usually don't do that. Yeah, they usually just do synthesizer type stuff, or, or they or they or remix the yeah. stuff that's already been yeah. But no, this was a full orchestra performing these original revamped pieces, and they usually don't do that because it's expensive and it's time consuming. But yeah, this is this is a full orchestra moment, and that's why the music is so fucking evocative. It's so good. It's so rich because of that choice, and it is absolutely appropriate for this moment. Yeah. So Anakin is trying to get Ahsoka to change her mind, and he's like, "What about me?" <laughs> no, he's not literally like that. But he's he, no, he's, but he's, he's he's having he's losing somebody he cares about, so he's fre- he's freaking out about it. But here's the thing, the subtext the subtext is how can you leave me? What about me? Absolutely. Right? And Ahsoka says, 
I know because he's like, you, you got to stay. I trust you. I believe in you. Uh, and she's like, the council doesn't trust me. How can I trust myself? And, and Anakin's like, I believe in you. I trust you. And she says, I know you believe in me, Anakin. And I'm grateful for that. But this isn't about you. Right. And somebody finally fucking said it. This isn't about you, Anakin. I know the whole fucking series is about you, <laughs> but this isn't about you. This moment right here, this is Ahsoka's moment. Yeah. This is Ahsoka's choice. This ain't about you. She's got to go. And so what does is, what is, what is Anakin say? You know, Anakin's basically like, look, Ahsoka, I understand your feelings about the Order. I, I have, I understand wanting to walk away from the Order. And this is where I would like to introduce a new counter. Oh. It's the I know counter. <laughs> because the only thing the only, the only thing Asoka says is that she looks at him I understand wanting to walk away from the order I know and because she knows exactly how Anakin feels because she's feeling it times a hundred and that's why she's leaving well I think what she meant by I know because he says I understand wanting, wanting to walk, walk away trust me more than you realize I understand she says I know she's saying I know about Padme. Woo! Well, I mean, okay, come on. Who fucking... The janitors at the Jedi Temple know about Padme. I know. Everybody knows. But this is the first time that somebody is telling Anakin, I fucking know. Yeah. I know. They Maybe she doesn't know that they're married, but I know you're in love, you asshole. I know. Actually, Stephanie, there's a comic book issue where Rex tells Anakin, mama, mama, mama. I'm gonna... I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do that now, so... Because I'm gonna hear it later. I know it. Okay. Anyway, (laughs) with tears in her eyes, she walks away into the gorgeous sunset over Coruscant. And normally when a Clone Wars episode ends, it's like you're in this moment, you're there emotionally, and then all of a sudden, like immediately, right? It's just like straight to the credits with the crazy fanfare. Yeah? Yep. But not this time. Let me give you some additional context to this particular ending. Okay. It was announced in real uh, five and a half weeks before this episode aired that this is it. There is no more uh, Clone Wars on Cartoon Network. Oh, wow. There is no more Clone Wars, as far as people knew at that point. This is the seat. This is, for a lot of people, the end this of is the, the series. series finale? Yeah. Oh, shit. Can you imagine? No. Fuck that. Fuck, but but then yeah, okay. I, I in real time, I'm thinking it over. Then yeah, because if you end the series on the note of Ahsoka leaving Anakin, that sets up pretty well some dominoes in place to fall for Anakin's fall to the dark Absolutely. side. Absolutely. Yeah. So, but only you know, Star Wars. Uh, most Star Wars fans would have to imagine what would have happened next. Uh, you know, between this moment and right. Revenge of the Sith. Because this is the end of the relationship between Lucasfilm and Cartoon Network. It goes down yeah? in flames. Yeah. Well, it's during production for season six because we've got a lot of unaired shit for season six. Lost episodes well, we, and stuff. Well, we, yeah. we talked about this uh, a while ago, but they work on the next season of Clone Wars at the halfway point that they're done with the current season. Mm. So right. when they're doing season six episodes, it's while they're finishing up season five episodes. So that's why... Thankfully, there were some episodes for season six, not nearly as many as there normally would be. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. And obviously, we have all these extra, we have comic books and, and novels 
about other uh, Clone Wars arcs that could have happened. Right, but, filling in the gaps, yeah. yeah. So, what a mess. But yeah, Steph, that's like literally the end of... That's the end of the of, end. Of, Car- of Cartoon Network Clone Wars. Okay, so, but about the actual ending of this episode. Right. Got a few notes, okay? So, instead of the big, shocking fanfare jarring you out of that emotional note at the end, uh, this is the first time in the entire series that it does a soft fade to black... And then there's the sad, somber music that plays over the credits instead of the big, brassy Star Wars theme. Wow. And Dave Filoni really had to finesse this the pitch of this to George Lucas. Because George Lucas really liked the sudden, you know, the bah, bah. He oh, loves that. Oh, absolutely. That. That, I mean, that's... It's iconic, right? That's Star Wars. But... I found an interview with Dave Filoni where you can tell, like, he's been frustrated with that because he's like, if I do my job as a director, then you're in a place emotionally and mentally at the end of that episode. And then the credits come in and jar you right out of it. Yeah. So he wanted to do this sort of gentle fade out so that he could let the audience sit in that emotional moment a little Uh. longer and not shake him out of it. But he knew it had to be a soft sell. And he knew that if he showed that version of the ending to George Lucas in the rough cut, which if you ever look online to see the unfinished season six episodes, the rough cut is very rough. Very cut. rough. Like no, nobody moves, nobody blinks. It's just moving pieces around on a board, right? Uh, but if he showed it to George Lucas during the rough cut, it would never work. He had to wait until it was like fully animated with all the lighting and the shading and the full emotional evocativeness of the performance to really sell how the gentle fade out is the best way to end this episode. And he did that. He pitched it that way. And George Lucas, George Lucas went for it. That's awesome. So, but uh, here's the thing. Um, (laughs) There's a couple of notes about the way this episode ended. So originally the script called for Ahsoka going back to the Jedi order. I didn't know that. Yes. Uh, Again, interview with Dave Filoni, where he talks about uh, how, look, We've all known the whole time that George Lucas was firmly in the kill Ahsoka before the end of the Clone Wars camp. Because, again, mandate from George Lucas that uh, no major characters from the Clone Wars series could survive. Because if they, unless they were in the movies, right? Right. So George Lucas was 100% in favor of killing off Ahsoka. So that's what returning her to the Jedi Order would have done, because obviously she would have been Order 66. Off camera, obviously. Wow. Yeah, but Dave Filoni loves Ahsoka and has always been in favor of her somehow surviving that whole fiasco. So he came up with this, which is the expelling her from the Jedi Order so that she could both survive and somehow magically be alive out there somewhere, but then also logically not appear in Revenge of the Sith. Right. So that's what this whole plot is about, is saving Ahsoka Tano's life. Thank God. Yeah. Now, this ending as it was shot and as it was recorded, this this ending with Ahsoka leaving the Order, was kept a secret from everybody in the cast, in production, unless they were directly involved, particularly the voice actors, kept a secret from everyone except for Ashley Eckstein and Matt Lanter. Wow. I've seen Dee Bradley Baker talking about how they were handed scripts uh, that had the last pages blank. They could not, they were not told at all. They were asked to leave the studio during the recording of this final scene. They didn't know how this show ended until it aired. Wow. 
Can you imagine? No, no. But how, <laughs> how Star Wars is that though? Like, uh, there's a there's a right there's a, there's a surprise ending that nobody knows about, and it happens. And it's like whoa. Yeah, yeah. Also, one final note because there's just there's a lot there's a lot of trivia and stuff surrounding these episodes. One final note: that gorgeous sky over Coruscant mm-hmm. at the end that is based on an actual photo taken by Dave Filoni during production of this episode. It was taken over the East Bay, uh, San Francisco Bay area. Mm-hmm. He took a photo of a sunset out there and he basically handed it to the animators and was like, that, do that. So I love that. That's cool. And that worked out really well because it was fucking beautiful. And it's unlike any other sky we've ever seen. Right. In the Clone War. It's so good. And anyway, that's the end of season five. Holy shit. Just like that. Yeah. Yeah. So what are your what are your thoughts on season five? You know, it, <laughs> uh, some of the coolest stories uh, that they've told so far, some of the weird, yeah. and definitely some of my least favorite at the same time. It's a, yeah, what a mixed bag. It's a mixed bag, but um, uh, that's that's just the nature of Star Wars. Sometimes um, they told as many different kind of stories as they possibly could tell. Animation is off the chain as usual. Oh, it's so um, good. So beautiful. And yeah, this is like, it's so weird. I mean, I know we have two more seasons of Clone Wars, but this really is the end of the Clone Wars, the Clone Wars that I knew. Right. Season six this is the end never, of the Cartoon Network era. Yeah, season six was never like, it felt like a tacked on, you know, B-side, B-side thing. Yeah, yeah. It felt like, it's like the spaghetti incident. Of like Guns N' Roses albums, Absolutely. but for <laughs> for Clone Wars, it's like, oh, this is the sound of a band breaking up. Okay, that's what this is. But then we will get season seven to sort of make up for all of that. But like, I can't imagine watching being an avid Clone Wars fan and feeling like this was the end of the series. I just wow, <sighs> it was so good, so good. I love the season, but it's a lot to emotionally process, and I'm feeling a little drained. I'm I am so drained <laughs> at this point. But so I, I leave season five um, just dreading everything, dreading everything that is to come for the Jedi Order, what what sh- pale shadow remains of it, um, dreading everything that's go- that's to come for Anakin, for Obi-Wan's broken heart, which will never be mended. And just it's it, there's just so much. And you should you should leave Clone Wars in dread. There is nothing to look forward to here. It is a downward slope into a fall to the dark side from here on out. Yay. Yay. So Why do we watch this show again? I, I, I know. I was just thinking, uh, uh, this is really not helping my depression. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to need to go watch like some, some fucking Peacemaker intros or something because goddamn, I can't. <sighs> I love this. I love that this show, this cartoon for kids has able to bring me as a viewer to this place emotionally. I am a whole-ass adult, technically. And I don't always feel like I'm a functional adult, but here I am. And I love that the show was able to, to evoke this kind of reaction. That I was a, that, that we're able to ride this story to this conclusion. It's fucking amazing. What a fucking great show. Star Wars animation is goddamn glorious. I love it. Uh, and we, we still haven't seen anything yet with the animation. We're, you know, oh, that. I know. I'm just talking about like the, people will talk shit about oh, Star absolutely. Wars animation because it's just cartoons. And, and that just tells me you haven't watched. 
You haven't consumed the whole thing. Yeah, and you know, I love Clone Wars, don't get me wrong. Uh Rebels is my favorite. Rebels, Re- Rebels yeah. is my favorite. Rebels has some of the best Star Wars stories of all time. Mm-hmm. And like it makes me sad that like people just haven't invested time into watching these but, things. But I mean, and it is sad, but it's sad for them. Like Absolutely. The show, it doesn't hurt the show at all that these fucking people think that they're being some kind of elitist snobs and and shitting on Star well, Wars think, animation I mean, like somehow it's less worthy. Just think about the future. It, uh, uh, like, you know, a decade later, you're watching The Mandalorian, or I'm sorry, you're watching The Book of Boba Fett and Cad Bane shows up. Right. That moment. Or you're watching The Mandalorian and there's Ahsoka Tano. Right. And if you refuse to ever watch Clone Wars, how the fuck do you know who that is? You don't get the full extent of the magic of that moment without investing time watching these animated shows, right? So, you know, you're right. It is their loss. Um, um, But whatever. More Star Wars. I'm here for it. It, uh, Again, again, y'all, like, can't can't emphasize how cool uh, Star Wars animation is. I'm looking forward to more, which is rumored Mm -hmm. to happen. Yes. I can't wait. Okay. I cannot wait for Star Wars Celebration for them to announce all this cool shit. And yeah. All right. So I think that's it. Yes. That, that, that's all. We're two hours in here. We got. Yes. My my, my <laughs> boss at work up. is super pissed off at me, but that's okay. I don't care. <laughs> okay. I was about to say. Literally, do not care. All right. I'm like, I so, am busy. Anyway, uh, that is it for this episode. That's it for season five. Next time on this podcast, we will be jumping into season six. Of Clone Wars. We... Yay! I'm so nervous Uh, about the next uh, arc, by the way. eh, I don't even remember what it is, so this will be fun. Fives? Um, No way! Oh, fuck! No! God! I think think so. Probably. Anyway, so um, next time we will be talking about... There is a four-episode arc that opens up season six. We are only going to be talking about the first two episodes of it. Uh, So we will be starting next time with Clone Wars season six, episode one, The Unknown, and episode two, Conspiracy. Dun, dun, dun! And we are too excited for that. I think. Oh my god. I think. I think. I'm not sure. <laughs> Look, everything gets really painful from here on out, okay? Yeah. You just fucking do. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So, uh, are we ready to outro? We're ready then? to outro. All right. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening and sticking with us for all of this. We super appreciate that. Um, if you would like to hang out with us in between episodes, uh, you can. That's totally an option. Uh, you can find us on all of the, of the uh, social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok as at DarksideDivas. Yay. Mm. Also, you can subscribe to our podcast via any podcast platform you'd like, be it Spotify, Apple Podcasts, see, I didn't fuck it up this time, and whatever else, please subscribe, please leave a review. If you leave a five-star review on a platform that lets you write out a review, or we even read your review on the air. And oh yeah, by the way, we have a YouTube channel, Dark uh-huh. uh, Dark Side Divas, where we talk about our Marvel shit and our Star Wars shit. Please watch, it's totally funny and awesome. <laughs> and Stephanie, I think it's time to be open and transparent <gasps> and honest. Y'all, by the, t- the time by the time that this pot by the time you've heard this part of the podcast episode, our Patreon <gasps> will be live. We are going to be on Patreon as the Divas Podcast Network. That's right, y'all. Um, look, Steph and I really loved doing this. We had no idea so many people were going to listen to us. We had no idea right. that like we we're going to have such an audience. 
And, you know, we kind of want to go all in on it. And be, let's be honest, we want to make a living off of it. Uh, so we would <laughs> deeply appreciate it if y'all could uh, join us, join me, uh, <laughs> uh, jo- uh, join us in this uh, next uh, phase of this crazy podcast shit we're doing. Uh, we've been talking about doing video recordings of our podcast. They're, uh, all of them are already going to be up on Patreon. We got a Discord, so you know those of y'all that love to interact us, interact with us uh, on social media. You'll have a more direct uh, line of communication with us in Discord. We're gonna do a lot of cool special stuff, y'all, and we're even mm-hmm. gonna ask your feedback for ideas and special one-off episodes that we can do. So it's gonna be fucking awesome. So great. check us out. Uh, we are the Divas Podcast Network. Yes, is that what we're called I, on Patreon? Yes. I didn't set this shit up. Yes. Yes. Okay, cool. Super organized and ready for this announcement. Yeah, yeah. We're, <laughs> we are we're, we're on post, brand. <laughs> uh, keep, a, right, uh, keep an eye out, y'all. We'll, we'll post the links and everything uh, on, all over the place so you can't miss it. But yeah, uh, pa- our Patreon is launching uh, in a couple days. Yeah, it's going to be fucking great. Okay, uh, so I think that's it for today. That's it. All right, so um, that's it. Okay, bye, guys. Bye. Bye.